Sukkah Perik Dalit Mishnated, Nisucha Maim Kesad, how on the seven days of Sukkot did they pour the water? Selohit Shazahab, Mahazekit Shiloshalugin Hayame Male, Minhashiloah. They had a jug of gold that holds three lugin of water. And they would fill that jug from the stream near Yerushalayim. And they would then bring that jug back to the Beit HaMikdash. When they reached the gate on the south side of the Azara, leading to where the Mizbeach is, and this gate is called Shar HaMayim, because we bring the Mayim on Sukkot through this gate. That's how it got that name. And when they reached that gate with the water, Tako veheri taku. They blew Tekiah Teruah Tekiah, because the Pasuk says, Ush'abte Mayim besasun with happiness, and the blowing of shofar increases the simha. So now the Kohen, who's carrying the three lugin of water, according to Tanakhama, it's three lugin of water, he's going up the ramp. The ramp, we know, is on the south side of the Mizbeach. And when he reaches the top of the ramp, he turns left, meaning he's turning west in order to face the Kodesh Kodashim. And on that south western corner of the Mizbeach, there are two cups cemented to the top of the Mizbeach. And they were made out of silver. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, they were made out of lime. But they look silver because they got darkened from the wine that was poured in them. Even though you only pour wine into one of them, but sometimes the Kohen make a mistake and pour wine into the other one. So that's why they look like they're silver, but they're not, according to the Biyoda. On the bottom of these two cups were uh, two like nostril-like spouts, and there was a hole on the bottom of the spout. One of the cups, the one for the one, the one for the wine, had a thicker hole on the bottom, and the one for the water had a thinner hole, because we're pouring three lugin of water and three lugin of wine, but we want the wine and the water to empty out of the cup and go through the hole at the same time, and we know that wine in the olden days, especially, was much thicker. It was like a syrup. So in order that it should go at the same pace, the hole had to be wider. And once it passed through the hole, it went onto the top of the Mizbeach, where there was another hole, and from that hole, it went all the way deep under the Beit HaMikdash. The cup that's closer to the west, that's the cup for pouring the water, and the cup east of it is for pouring the wine. But if he mixed it up, he still yasa. Rabbi Yehuda argues on two points with Tanakama. Tanakama holds the three lugim that they took from the Shiloach, those three lugim were poured onto the Mizbeach. Rabbi Yehuda says no. Only one out of the three that they took from the Shiloach, they transferred only one log of Maim into a Kedisharit, and they only poured one log of Maim, not three. And also, he says that Nisuch HaMayim was done even on Shemini Asere, not only the seven days of Sukkot. Hayam Menasech, Kol Shemona. But Halakha is not like Rabbi Yehuda. And finally, V'lam Nasech Omrim Lo, Hagbeya They tell the Menasech, raise your hand, so that when you pour, we see clearly that it's going into the cup. 
Why do we tell him to raise his hand? To make it clear. One time, a Siduki Kohen poured the water onto his feet. Because the Sidukim don't believe in Torah Shabbat. So they don't believe in pouring the water. So he poured it on his feet. And everyone stoned him with their Etrogim. Because they got mad at him. So we don't want a righteous Kohen to be suspected of that. And now they might stone him wrongfully. So let him make it clear that he's pouring into the cup by raising his hands.